0: triangle tire tires for life presents dave's corner garage the following is a paid program opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures which your sister may find offensive but you think are hilarious there's one in every family (music) buckle in everyone it's time to get this show on the road Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zuma Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Hey Al, hit it.
1: Yeah. I ran out of <laughs> breath there. I got a bit of a start. We got a friend in the studio. We've got four legs.
2: Yeah, a little four legged friend here.
1: His name is Monty.
2: Yes, yes. He's my uh, Labrador retriever.
1: Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Very friendly.
2: Yes, and uh, at some point he's going to settle down, but he's not going to bark.
1: <laughs> not a problem. It caught me off guard there. we got a great show lined up today, as usual. Brian, we've got PC Constable Sean Shapiro. <laughs>
2: We certainly do. He's uh, one of our social media friends, and uh, he's going to have lots to say. We've got Jeff Atkinson, the president of Honda Indy Toronto, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And we have in studio my pal Rob Khaleesi from Element Fire.
3: Rob, how are you? I'm doing all right, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: I was just thinking of a joke, but I don't know if I could say that. You know, you know that joke that goes, "Are you just glad to see me?" or, or is that a fire extinguisher in your pocket? <laughs> 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 All right. Speaking of fire extinguishers, and uh, and and it's 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 small, it, and you can keep it anywhere, and it works mm. amazing, eh?
3: Correct. It's um, you know we advertise it's eighty percent smaller, one tenth the weight of a regular fire extinguisher, uh-huh. and uh, unlike. I guess a regular fire extinguisher, you never have to service it or replace it, Uh, it's good for life.
1: That's great. How long have you been selling those? Uh,
3: We've been selling it as a consumer product for about four years. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, it was exclusively the domain of uh, police, military, and special forces around the world for about a decade before then.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we'll get back into that a little later. But um, can you believe 34 years that the Honda Indy's been running? I can't believe that, but, you know. I mean, I remember going with my dad to the Blue Jay games years ago. Yeah. And and you'd be walking around the parking lot and be like, how come all of a sudden mm. there's these pylons everywhere? And <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. Well, because they were setting up the race.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we're not getting any younger, I suppose. But yeah, thirty four years makes a lot of sense, and and uh, it's nice that they're back after being uh, off for a couple of years.
1: Yeah, for sure. And 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 for for people who no, don't even necessarily follow Indy, they've got the uh, NASCAR guys, the Pinty Series.
2: Yeah, the, pin, the Canadian uh, NASCAR series, the Pinty Series is going to be there. The the Sports Car Championship Canada is going to be where, which is my kind of. It's right. GT4 and TCR cars. They've got the Porsche GT3 championship. And uh, well, do they have some Formula cars as well?
3: I believe Formula 2000 will be running as well, uh, the feeder series to the IndyCar championship. That's yeah. that's great. You said
1: you used to run Formula V. When, oh, a
3: long time ago. When I did mean, that stop? Well, formula V still runs. It's still extremely active. It's a great stepping stone, one of the first uh, you know steps to getting into racing outside of karting. And uh, I've been... I've been fortunate that this year marks 30 years of me racing cars continuously. So it's uh over the years I think I've tried just about everything at one time or another.
1: Great. And you I see you still got your vision and all four limbs and uh actually a buddy of mine just decided, you know, he's going to have a clearance sale. You know, he got to a certain age and decided, you know what? I've ridden on two wheels for so many years and never had an accident. I think I'm just going to hang it up while I'm on the plus that, side. That's a good idea. Exactly. Exactly. Oof. All right, we're going to have to take a break, and um, afterwards, we're going to be back with Sean Shapiro, who is the the, the media guru, kind of mm-hmm. like you, Brian. You're yeah. everywhere. Uh, no,
2: uh, he's uh, he's way more places than I am. He's on Twitch, and he's on TikTok. I don't go to those places, but uh, Sean Shapiro is everywhere on social media.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to find out mm-hmm. about Ask a Cop, because the Ask a Cop Cop will be with us right here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman and our friend Rob Khaleesi from Element Fire in the studio today. And, of course, my dog, who's trying to be good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. And, uh, of course, got to mention, don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to win a $250 uh, SO gift
1: mm-hmm. card. Yes, we need that. And that's what we're going to talk about, gasoline and how people maybe will be switching, but but Brian, before we get into that, you know, you are a traditionalist as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the guy who promotes three pedals rather than two. Yep, I sell
2: the merch on my store. Save the
1: manuals now, and and and, and I'm sure you know uh, you get a little chub on when you smell gasoline or you smell burning rubber or I, or, 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 or oil smoke and that. Yeah, or, or I hear a
2: Lamborghini V10. Or or, a, okay,
1: okay, exactly my point. Yes. But last week you were. And 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 you let me drive it, and I got excited too. But you are now a proponent of electric vehicles.
2: Well, I'm I'm wading into the EV world a little bit, uh-huh. and uh, it helps that I've got an EV charger at home. But um, you know, I'm learning all about this this business of EVs and running costs mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. And what's you know what's really impressive is that that Mustang and and the Kia that I'm driving this week cost me the equivalent of a buck seventy to charge overnight. At which, o- overnight rates, which is nothing. It, it's and and that gives me f- over 400 kilometers of range.
1: Like if you went to the gas station and you went in and got a coffee, at the Timmys. That's all it costs to fill up the car.
2: It's less. What half <laughs> half the cost?
0: <laughs> half the cost
2: of it. So it, you know, there there's. I've always said that 2022 was going to be the year yes. for EVs, where uh-huh. we're going to see a lot of EVs and everything's kind of in place. And, and that's kind of where we are. The, the, the charging networks are there. So, you know, if you don't have a Tesla, you can quick charge in lots of places. Right. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm going on a, road, a long road trip with, uh, with this Kia today. And, you know, I know where the quick chargers are. And, and uh, what I find, I, I have to say it, that Electrify Canada... Um, has the most reliable and fastest chargers that I've experienced.
1: Okay, so I'm on the 401. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I assume that every big truck stop Gas station is going to have electric charger
2: not at all that, and that 's <laughs> the thing oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so
1: you can 't and and
2: what, you know the the problem is that the charging networks are have not consolidated yet, so you 've got Electrified Canada, which is mm-hmm. making big investments in this country, but right. they 're not everywhere, so for example, if I wanted to go to Prince Edward county with the, with any electric right. i couldn 't really get there and back without compromising the trip okay. So where where I'm going today there are chargers along the way. Petro Canada says that they've got a charging network that's at, across the entire country and yes they kind of do but it, they're not easy to get to and and as a resident of Toronto there are no Petro Canada fast chargers anywhere near me.
1: Oh wow. So so it, it's not a case of just you know driving it and and not having to worry. You it it is a concern.
2: You, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it takes a it, you know, it's taking me a fair bit of time to to dive into these apps and, mm-hmm. and understand, you know, where the network, where the charges are, who's reliable, who's not, all, all of that stuff. And and what I found is is uh, so far, these Electrify Canada stations are, are the fastest and most reliable and they're the easiest to use.
1: I found that the few people that I do have, you know, that I do know personally with electric vehicles, they're almost like... Uh, <laughs> A hobbyist, almost, you know, where they they live and breed that electric car and can tell you all about it. Yeah,
2: there's there's an obsession about it with some people, especially well, right, the, right, right, the right, right. Tesla but, folks.
1: But on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, as being a garage owner and mechanic you know mm-hmm. when i ask somebody to open up their hood to fill up their washer fluid and they even know how to do that You're right i mean so so you have those people who know nothing yes you know uh, uh we well, don't even have to put a key in anymore you just approach the car right and
2: you know as i mean cars are getting more advanced whether they have internal combustion engines or, or electrics right and, and you know since i've been driving electrics it 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 I've seen more gaps in knowledge, and and you know, as regular drivers, they don't understand what's going on with electrics. They don't really understand how to use them, and 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 that sort of thing. So it's it's so
1: it's, it's going to take a while it's, before yeah, it's they're going to entice a- the average Joe.
2: Yes, and and you know, the price point of, of these things that that Mustang that you drove last week, yes, lo, you know, very quick yeah. electric Mustang that was ninety thousand dollars before taxes. Wow. Um, okay.
1: But I, I know someone took us to task on, on, on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I was just joking. And next thing I know, I had a two-page reply about, oh, no. yo, buddy, let me inform you, okay? Um, I, yeah, I'm saying that in jest, but actually mm-hmm. it was quite quite good where, you know, if if you – yes, the, the car costs a whole lot more, but it costs a quarter – of that price to maintain and 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 to to feed. Yeah, well, this
2: is the thing. So that you know, the, you're not you're not doing oil changes, right? And brakes wear out far less. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, obviously, going to have to have your car still inspected frequently sure. because you're not in you're not in the shop for oil changes, right? But, you know, you have to inspect it and 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 all that stuff. Tires are probably going to wear a little bit faster because these things are heavier. Yes, a lot heavier. Uh, that that Mustang uh-huh. was five thousand pounds.
1: Right, and it probably doesn't have a spare. No, it certainly doesn't have a spare. So if you're running run flats with with that series tire, you know people don't know, but you're going to be talking about possibly four or five hundred dollars per tire. That's right. Yeah. Oh yes. So you know, I mean, we get back to a little bit later, but you know, because all of a sudden electricity, which was cheap, is not is it, there's nobody controlling it. That's except right. For the people who are supplying it. That's and right. And they can turn up the screw when they want to. And they're starting to sucks all right <laughs> <laughs> this is dave's corner garage we've been talking electric we're going to be talking to pc sean shapiro right after this break you know he's the ask a cop we've got lots of questions we'll get to him right after this break this is dave's corner garage we'll be right back
2: come back to dave's corner garage we have our friend and uh, toronto police officer PC Sean Shapiro, and if you don't know him, he's very famous on social media, even more famous than I am.
4: Sean, how are you? I'm doing awesome. It's Saturday. What could be wrong? And it's a beautiful day outside. (laughs) I haven't seen outside yet, but I'm getting there. (laughs) You don't live inside
1: 24-7 with that camera on, do you? No, but, you know, we've talked about it. (laughs) Well, you do look quite comfortable, I must say. Thank you very much. So basically, people call in and they or call in or write in, I should say, and, and ask you any kind of questions
4: they want about policing. Yeah, we, we generally focus on uh, traffic law, traffic safety, but we talk about all sorts of things, even uh, employment because we're hiring. So we always talk about whatever's on their mind. But it's a, it's we started out on TikTok and we've expanded onto all the different social media platforms. And yeah, we take their questions live and spend an hour to an hour and a half a day uh, when I'm in the office doing that. I, I,
1: actually, what I thought was comical, I did watch it yesterday, and you said, oh, by the way, if you see an accident or fire, don't personally message me. Pick up the phone and call, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I don't necessarily look at my phone when I'm not, uh, you know, when there's an emergency. So please, I guess it's like when you call your doctor and they go, if you're
4: experiencing this, hang up right now <laughs> yes. and call 911. <laughs> right, okay, indeed. that's what you need to do. It's kind of scary that we have to say that, but we have to say it. And we've become, we've developed such a relationship that people contact me about all sorts of things. I had someone who was in a crisis. They they had developed a relationship, by, you know, even though we'd never spoken, uh, but he was thinking of harming himself. So he reached out, and we ended up uh, getting him the help he needed. That's great. And um, the city of Toronto is changing the rules. What's going on? Well, it's not so much changing the rules, just bringing back some uh, stricter enforcement. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing an influx of pre-pandemic traffic, so... Uh, all the relaxation when it came to parking enforcement and giving people uh, more flexibility to get where they needed to go and, and park—that uh, that's got to clamp down and and uh, you know keep Toronto moving—is uh, the campaign, and it's all focused on letting people know to to educate and get everybody going so they start following the rules that we used to enforce strictly because we're going to be enforcing them again, and as of Monday we're bringing back uh, even towing. All right, rush our route.
2: Uh, oh, I've, I've uh, I. At my cigar shop in uh, in uh, near Yorkville, I forgot about my car parked after uh, 3 p.m. and it was on the tow hook one time. So that was that was not a good situation, but uh, managed to rescue it and cost me a few dollars. But uh, that that's how it goes. In in my part of the the city, Sean, the you know we've we've got uh, lane reductions because we've got cafe to going on, and there's there's lots of lots of congestion. What are you guys seeing?
4: Well, we're seeing the same thing. Obviously, we're we're accommodating, uh, you know, t- helping these businesses function with Cafe T.O. And th- there's all sorts of restrictions because of these lane uh, uh, lane obstructions. And then on top of that, people who are just not being courteous by just stopping in uh, no stopping zones and uh, parking wherever they like. And they've been able to get away with it. So they've developed some bad habits. And, again, we want to make sure that we break those habits. And if we have to issue a $150 ticket for parking in the rush hour, we will. But we want to mm-hmm. avoid that if we can
1: um, I, you know, we used to see some crazy videos where people would stop traffic, you know, and do donuts in the middle of the intersections um, <laughs> because I guess they because they felt they could, and there wasn't a lot of traffic. But now that traffic is back. You guys are going to be enforcing that and, of course, coming down on those actual cars, eh? Well, stunt
4: driving has, has been a problem at, throughout the pandemic. We've seen increases of speed and and people who are just doing brazen, dangerous things. So laws were changed in September, mm. on September 2021. In mm. fact, provincial government changed the HTA and now included... Uh, private property for the enforcement of uh, stunt driving. Mm -hmm. Additionally, uh, instead of losing your car for only seven days and your license for seven days, now your license goes for 30 days and your car gets taken for 14. But we are out Mm -hmm. there and we're always looking for vehicles that are unsafe. Uh, In fact, yesterday we had a race team out uh, that was a, a multi-service campaign. Uh, we were out there looking for vehicles that violated. And, I, you know, in the first 20 minutes, we had a car uh, that was taken off the road, plates seized, at six or seven charges, including, you know, unsafe tires. It was lowered uh, unsafely. The tires made contact with the body. There was a mess of problems.
2: That is so that is everywhere. Yeah, that, that's, and, I, you know, of course, I see them, and they, they stick out like sore thumbs. And, you know, there's, there's the right way to modify a car, and there's the wrong way to modify a car. And that, that sounds like the wrong way.
4: Absolutely. And, and what's amazing is uh, we're not, or I should say, we're, we're, we're characterized as people who are anti-car as police, that we're out to get the people who modify cars. And that's not the, not the case. We have cops who, who race cars, who modify cars. We love cars. We're traffic people. We're, we're there for a reason. But the folks who put others at risk because they're making uh, unsafe changes to their car need to know that there's a right way and a wrong way, like you said, and we're after those who do it the wrong way.
2: And, of course, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in taking all of this stuff to the track and, and not fooling around in public roads. So it's just it's, there's so many reasons it's not a safe place to play with a car.
4: Absolutely. And I, and I keep hearing excuses that, well, you know, the tracks aren't close enough. If you want people to not stunt drive, build us a track. Well, that's not the way it works. You, you, it's your responsibility.
2: Oh, you're, you're absolutely right, John. And, and when I started racing 30 years ago, I heard this exactly the same thing. And, you know, I, I sacrificed lots to, to to go racing, and that's what I did. Actually, and one of the inter-
1: uh, sorry, go ahead. interesting th- question that you got yesterday, too, was, you know, most people assume that every- these rules only pertain to public property. Um, but, in fact, um, so the guys were complaining, saying, I'm on a private highway, or sorry, in a private parking lot. Why can't I just use that to however I want? You know, I'll limit who can get in and out um, so nobody gets hurt. But at the same time, I want to do my
4: burnouts. But that's not right either, is it? No, even if it was your driveway. Uh, it's technically illegal. Now I'm not camping out in in the bushes next to your house waiting for you to peel your uh, your tires out right. uh, or do a donut. But the truth is, someone's going to complain if you're doing this stuff. We're going to get notified. We're going to have to take action. The law was was pretty broad. It covers farmers' fields and in, in above ground, below ground, like every, everything uh, possibly under the sun. And it was done because we were seeing those behaviors in those environments. And people are running, uh, you know, events, and they're dangerous. They're mm-hmm. not taking proper precautions, and uh, you know, ultimately, taxpayers pay for your your health care. I imagine that's got uh, something to do.
1: Sean, speaking of donuts, it's time to go get one. <laughs> Okay. okay, and I won't I won't make a funny joke about policemen on their way to the donut shop with the siren on, okay? I do want to thank <laughs> you for joining us today, and if people want to watch you, where do they
4: find you? You can get us at Traffic Services on TikTok or Traffic Services Toronto Police on YouTube. Uh, we're Traffic Services on Twitter. We're everywhere. You can just search Toronto Police Traffic Services or Sean Shapiro, the voiceover cop, you'll find me.
1: There you go. So don't do donuts, just eat donuts. Absolutely. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back right after this break with Rob Khaleesi who's going to help us put out the fire.
2: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage, and don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to win a $250 ESO gift card, and, you know, everybody can appreciate $250 in gas these days. We have my pal, longtime racer Rob Kalisi from Element Fire here. Thanks for joining us, Rob.
3: Thanks for having me. So what's going on today? Well, today's a special day, actually, and uh, one of our listeners, a good friend of mine, known him for over half his life, Dave DiRigo, happy birthday, happy 50th birthday. We've shared racing cars and uh, stories and and good part of our life, so it's, it's a real honor to be able to, to say happy birthday to him uh, live on the radio.
2: Well, happy birthday, Dave. Hope you're ha- having a great day out there. Now, let's, uh, let's talk about Element Fire a little bit. You've got a, the, what is probably the coolest... Fire extinguisher I've seen ever in my life.
3: Well, thank you. Um, it's actually it's a really neat technology. It was developed uh, for police, military, and special forces, and we recognized the value in bringing this to the general public. So the unit that we actually sell is exactly the same one that you know the Israeli special forces would have, or the the police and um, other groups around the world. And uh, effectively, you know, most people know of a regular fire extinguisher. It's a compressed gas cylinder, has a certain weight to it, probably about five pounds for an, a normal average one. So we come in at one-tenth the weight. We're 80% smaller. Mm-hmm. And for the people that, uh, you know, haven't seen one before, imagine a stick that is uh, one inch in diameter and 11 inches long. Like a fireworks. Like a firework. And, and technically, uh, an element is a pyrotechnic because instead of having a compressed gas charge inside, it's a solid chemical. Mm-hmm. You strike it like a road flare, and it starts a chemical reaction. And it is the expansion of gases during that chemical reaction that expels a gas. And that gas chemically puts out a fire uh, without robbing breathing oxygen, uh, without making any kind of a mess of any kind, with no toxic byproducts.
1: So, in other words, you're not going to, you know, I, I, we use them at the shop periodically when we <laughs> get a fire, and it makes <laughs> a big mess, the chemical ones, eh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and it takes longer just to clean up the chemical,
3: uh, but you'll have none of that. Uh, none at all. Uh, and another cool thing as well is that the discharge that comes out uh, does so at no thrust. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by that? Uh, most common type of household fire, for instance, is a kitchen oil pan fire. Right and if you hit it with a regular extinguisher that pressure of the extinguisher will blow the the burning oil out of the pan create an almighty fireball. Oh wow. And so a lot of people ask us, you know, hey, is it good for our trailer? Is it good for this? Fire doesn't ask for permission. Mm. So the answer that we give you is uh you know, fire doesn't discriminate. Our extinguishers are good uh regardless of the application. Now even though they're much smaller, they actually last longer, you said. Uh, well, two things, yes. So a regular fire extinguisher has a shelf life to it. It's a few years. Right. In some instances, they need to be periodically inspected. Uh, so we don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. There is effectively no shelf life. But secondly, if you pull the pin on a regular fire extinguisher and squeeze the trigger, you get about 9 to 11 seconds of spray out of it. Right. And at about 6 seconds, it starts losing its steam. So when you imagine, if you've never used one before, the um, you lose a few seconds kind of learning your way, mm-hmm. and then uh, you only have a couple of seconds to get it right. Uh, in the case of an element, uh, we have, it's between 50 and 60 seconds of discharge. So it's, it's massive. It's, it's five times the amount. We even have a 100-second version, but the most common one is the 50-second. And, and because it's so small, it's, mm-hmm. it's so easy to handle. You just kind of point it at the fire. Uh, exactly. It's not only just uh, an ease of, of use, but it's also an ease of storage. Again, uh, a bottle is is difficult to put in places. And in, in my background, I love uh, old vintage cars. I restore old cars as a hobby, and you know, before I got into this business, you know, I knew I had to carry an extinguisher. But especially in the small Italian cars that I like, they eat up a lot of cabin space, mm-hmm. and the ability to put it into a door pocket or even a very small glove box is fabulous.
1: Well, sure. So in in the
3: kitchen, for example, you don't have room for a big cylinder. But you could easily put one in the cutlery drawer, couldn't you? Yes, not only the cutlery drawer, but we offer a number of, of accessories. And a very simple one is a magnetic mount that you can just stick on in the fridge. Okay, that works. That's so cool. That's, that's just perfect. Yeah, well, one of the things that we found interesting uh, when we got into this business is the, the desire of customers to have various mounting solutions. Right. So uh, when you buy an extinguisher in the box, it comes with a little plastic clip that can let you mount it somewhere. But we do also offer a more heavy-duty mounts. We offer a roll bar mount, which has been fabulously popular in the, in the off-road and racing community. And, uh, and then other, other mounts like the magnetic mount and a rubber mount. And we're actually just finalizing right now a, a Velcro uh, pouch, if you will, to hold it. That'll be multi-use that you can put it in, in various applications.
2: Very, very cool. Now, Rob, we, we, I don't know if we've ever raced together, but we've been racing uh, a long time, maybe separately, and uh, Element supports some drivers as well.
3: We do. Uh, as I said, I've been road racing for 30 years myself, and I have d- dreams and aspirations of still doing some big things in racing. Uh, the goal is, the dream is always Le Mans, but at the same time, we see the importance of helping out the next generation of racers, and in fact, we have uh, we have two racers that we support. Uh, one of them is a young lady named uh, Demi Chalkis, who uh, recently just got a fabulous deal with uh, the with Mercedes-Benz AMG GT program, which is a fantastic opportunity, and we're thrilled to have been part of her journey, and we'll definitely be part of her journey moving forwards. because in a couple of weeks, I'm taking her to Belgium uh, to race a 25-hour race. So it'll be her first uh, 20 around, twice-around-the-clock race. And uh, more interestingly, and or more excitingly, if you will, is uh, we just signed a deal with a really exciting young carter named uh, Keaton Pipe, who uh, is out of Whitby. And Keaton is a 12-year-old kid who's uh, just tearing it up on the track. He's doing amazing things. Uh, not only is he a regular winner, but he's a winner off the track as well, does a lot of uh, charitable initiatives uh, support, uh, around his racing and is just uh, just a fine, fine young man and we're really excited to be part of his journey as well.
1: What, what does he drive when he's racing?
3: He drives go-karts. Okay. And uh, at the... Uh, now, I might get this a little bit wrong. It's my understanding he's a Briggs Jr. driver. So mm-hmm. it's a Briggs & Stratton four-cycle kart engine and uh, he mainly races out of uh, the most sport uh, facility. But as I said, based out of Whitby, and you might not remember this, but for a long time, it's all houses now, but there mm-hmm. used to be the longest go-kart track in the world was in Whitby. No kidding. You don't remember that? No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, this is going back a long way, about 30 years. Okay,
2: yeah, that was before I moved to the city.
3: Okay. Yes. All right, back to the extinguishers. Mm-hmm. They come from Italy. They do. Uh, the technology is uh, 100% Italian, uh-huh. and they are made uh, entirely in Italy. Uh, in fact, they're made in Turin. And car people will appreciate this because uh, Turin is known for two main things: uh, the Fiat factory is there; uh, it's the head office of Fiat, and uh, there's a lot of history there with the Italian car maker. Mm-hmm. And also, the famous design house uh, Pininfarina is just down the road uh, from where the factory is, so it's uh, pretty cool.
1: They're the ones that uh, design Ferraris, don't they?
3: Correct. Uh, Lately, Ferrari has brought their design Mm in-house, but historically, some of the most famous designs uh, came from Pininfarina.
1: Yeah, and they do other manufacturers as well. Did they do the Carmen Ghia?
3: No, that that was Ghia. Well, oh, that, that he a, he he is, is the, the coach design. is the coach builder. Yes, yes. And so they might have been involved on the design side. Now, Pininfarina hat used Thanks to have. Thanks for saving
1: me because he loves to throw <laughs> me in there bus. Oh, I eh? do not. seriously.
3: <laughs> they used to have two arms where they were. Uh, they were both a coach builder. Yes. And you might remember the Cadillac Alante from the mid 1980s. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. What a what a gorgeous car. And that was a crazy car because they would build the bodies in Italy, mm-hmm. and they would send them semi-built. On 747s. Really? To North America, where they would finish them. Yeah, they were finished when they got here because they didn't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't last very long. Because they, may, maybe in theory, they, maybe they looked hot, but but you could never afford to have one. And they broke all the time. They were horrible cars.
2: Were they really? Oh, yeah. Uh, horrible, horrible.
1: yeah they they look great because they, they
2: were, were designed pretty. by Pininfarina. Right, 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 right. Now,
1: uh, if people want the uh, fire extinguisher, they don't have to fly to Italy. Where do they get them?
3: They do not. Uh, so we do have a website. Uh huh. And it's. Uh, It's elementfire.com. And we also have a Canadian site, which is elementfirecanada.com. Right. And we figured, heck, we're on the radio today. Uh, Any of the listeners, if they want to go to the site, they can use a coupon code. Mm -hmm. And uh, the coupon code would be DCG10. So Dave's Corner Garage 10. And between now and July the 1st, uh, 10% sounds about right. That's that's a great deal. Thank you very much. And free shipping on orders over $100.
1: What if I want it really bad? Can I pick it up somewhere?
3: There are a few places that do sell it. We're starting a a distribution network, and I would say that in the greater Toronto area, two great places is Performance Improvements and uh, JRP Mm -hmm. out of uh, Oakville are good places, and also Marcor Canada recently has started carrying it as well.
1: So, uh, and in terms of... Uh, being fire specific, it'll put out any kind of fire. It'll
3: put out all the major classes of fire, which would be, in this case, A, B, C, and K fires, which include kitchen oils and fats.
1: Okay, so it covers them all.
3: Very cool. Well, and if people want to find you on the internet, other than your website, you've got some socials as well? Yeah, and uh, social media, we can go at Official Element Fire, Mm -hmm. and that would be for all the major social platforms. Fantastic. And the coupon code is DCG10. Absolutely, TCG ten good till uh, end of the day, July first. Wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us, Rob. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, after the break, we're going to be talking to Jeff Atkinson, finding out all about uh, the Honda Indy, which is coming up. Can you believe it's going to be the thirty fourth edition? Wow,
2: yeah, it's unbelievable, but it's going to be an exciting weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, we will be with Jack, right, Jeff, right after this break.
2: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, as always, don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to win a $250 SO gift card.
1: Let me, let me, sorry, 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 i got to stop you, because we had a mechanical glitch, or a technical yeah. glitch.
2: Fair fair enough.
1: Yes, and we weren't able to pick a winner this week, but we will be having two winners, two winners next week.
2: Next week. So right. we, had a, we, we updated the website, and of course, some things didn't work.
1: There you go. Who knew?
2: <laughs> Nonetheless, we have Jeff Atkinson from Honda Indiana. Jeff, you're the president of the Honda Indian. I've been going to the event probably not 34 years, but uh, maybe 25 years.
5: Yeah, it's exciting to have the event back after a two-year hiatus. I know the city and all those planning to attend and, and visit Toronto are very much excited to get back to the event this July.
1: It's July 15th and uh, the whole weekend, right? 15, 16, 17.
5: Yeah, July 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's a fun weekend of, obviously, motorsports. That's the reason why we have the, the Honda in Toronto. But there's so much to see and do off the racetrack, and I think that's what really makes it a family-fun environment. Uh, off the
1: track, you mean we're still within the exhibition grounds, so to speak?
5: Yeah, no, we, we have our Thunder Alley area, we have the paddocks. There's a lot to see and do when you're not actually in your physical seat. And, you know, when you look at the Honda and what the event is all about, yes, it's the, the excuse to have the, obviously, the, the great MTT IndyCar Series in Toronto annually, but it's really the stuff that happens away from the racetrack that's very exciting for our festival goers.
1: Yeah, I mean, for example, um, you know, you take a guy who's a dyed-in-the-wool NASCAR fan. He's going, "Oh, I don't go into get into that open-wheel stuff." But, but in fact, you have something for NASCAR fans. You have something for Porsche fans. You got something for everybody.
5: I think we have one of the most diverse and exciting, uh, lineups of motorsports, uh, in North America. Obviously, open wheel with the NTT IndyCar series, but as you suggested, uh, the NASCAR Pinty series, which would be our feature race on Friday. And that's the first time we've ever, uh, programmed a, uh, a Friday race, uh, for our, Ontario Honda dealers present uh, Honda Fan Friday uh, campaign in support of Make-A-Wish. So that's a great way to start the weekend, uh, concluding our Friday with a NASCAR 50 Series race. but We have the Road to Indy. We have the Sports Car Canada Championship and the uh, Porsche Career Cup. It's quite the weekend.
1: Everything but electrics.
5: Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, not this, quite yet. This is an evolution, and the IndyCar is going to be switching to a, a hybrid engine here in the next couple of years. And, you know, I, I think the thing with motorsports is technology. You know, motorsports is always at the, the foreground of technology. It's going to be exciting to see, you know, what the next few years bring.
1: Yeah, I still haven't figured out what that What is that on the Formula One car where all of a sudden they, they're allowed to. Boost them and and for passing. Uh,
2: that's IndyCar does the does the the, uh, the, the DNS boot. or something or oh in Formula yeah. One they've, yeah they've got uh, they they've they've got the 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 flap in the wing that uh, opens up, and, yes, and you know yes, they, yes, they, can, yes. they can go faster down the straights to make passing a, a little bit more interesting, but IndyCar does it a little bit differently.
1: I was excited when I had act- active cruise control, let alone uh, <laughs> extra 400 pow- horsepower.
2: Uh, that, that's what we all need. Now, Jeff, on uh, Fan Friday, that is um, it, it's free for fans to, uh, to attend, and uh, you ask for uh, a donation from those fans.
5: Yeah, we ask for a simple voluntary donation, whatever uh, the festival goer or the fan can can contribute as they enter the site. Uh, there will be a payment method where they can simply just tap their uh, payment card, uh, which we've seen, I think, at other uh, venues. Uh, so we just ask to make a voluntary donation. Enjoy the day. And like I said, it's it's capped off with the NASCAR Pinty Series uh, ending that day on Friday. And, and I think it's going to be a very exciting day for those who want to come down on the Friday.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. And and for uh, uh, for race fans, there's lots of Canadians in in the various championships. All you know from IndyCar all the way down. And in fact, in studio with us today is our our friend Rob Gleason from Element Fire. He actually won one of the support races in 2007.
3: Yeah, that was a pretty exciting time. Actually, the uh, the car uh, we had uh, we had an engine blow up at, at the beginning of the weekend, and we started last out of 81 cars. And I remember being told, uh, I think it was written in the Globe and Mail, it would be impossible to go to Laszlo first, but uh, we pulled it off that time. And it was uh, was fabulous, and the fans made the whole experience uh, just one of the most memorable racing things I've ever done.
5: Wow. That that's incredible, considering the character, as you've experienced, obviously, competing on the circuit of the track itself. It's a very tough circuit to navigate and to be able to, to make that accomplishment. I, I think that's obviously uh, definitely, I assume, a lasting memory that's just going to live with you.
3: Definitely. Uh, I, I often say that the trophy in the house is the most expensive thing in the house because uh, we took a uh, an attitude of checker or wrecker, and uh, <laughs> the car was not entirely straight by the end of the race. No,
5: but it's, it's the excitement that comes with victory. And I know obviously when the, the drivers arrive here from the U.S. and our, our U.S. based series like the NTD and Indy, IndyCar series, I know they've been just, you know, really, uh, definitely excited to get back on the streets of Toronto. You know, having this two year hiatus, I think it's created a lot of pent up demand in the market. I think there's a lot of enthusiasm to get back out there, not only as a attendee, but those competitors getting back on the racetrack.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I, I always like seeing is, is how competitive all the championships are. And that's, you know, IndyCar is so competitive. And, and, uh, and of course, the Porsche GT3 Cup Series is, is ridiculously competitive. Those are identical brand-new Porsche 992 GT3 race cars. And uh, it's, an, it's an incredibly tough series. And there's a, a, a couple of Canadians in there. Parker Thompson somebody I've interviewed in the past, and he's, uh, he's one of the top runners in that championship.
5: Yeah, Parker. Parker's a strong competitor. He's done a lot of different disciplines. He's been in the road to Indy. Mm-hmm. He is he is a threat to win any race he gets in. And you know, getting him behind the wheel of a, a car that is very equal to his counterparts, uh, those races always make for excitement for the fans. Yeah,
2: and and uh, I've never. I, I, Rob, I'll have to talk to you, talk to you about this later. But I've never raced on a street circuit. I just can't imagine not having sight lines uh, as a racing driver, not seeing, not being able to see around corners.
3: Well, it's interesting that you bring that up. I've always thought that the the street circuits bring out the best drivers. Uh, they they punish drivers that are not precise, but the drivers that are willing to come very very close to the wall but not touch them uh, can have can have some really big advantages there. And so, you really, if you win on a street circuit. Uh, You can. You're a pretty special driver.
1: You know, I was listening to. uh, I I watched NASCAR myself, and I was, you know, and for those guys who just turn left, um, all of a sudden when they got to go the other way, they get they get uh, scared. And one of the drivers was saying, um, I'm not not sure which track it was, Mid Ohio or something, where they were, and they said, "You can't see. You don't know what's coming over the crest of the hill. Mm -hmm. So after you've run it a few times, you have to remember because otherwise you're scared." But Jesus, you don't know what to do.
2: That's right. You have to remember that. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of of corners around uh, on different circuits. Mid-Ohio is my home circuit in the U.S., Uh. and uh, one of my favorite places to race. But, yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
1: All right, people want tickets. How do they get
5: them? Yeah, tickets are still available. HondaIndy.com. The event weekend July 15th to 17th, and as we stated, obviously, the Ontario Honda dealers present Honda Fan for Audience support of Make-A-Wish. We've raised $820,000 since inception in 2010, so we want people to come out, raise some money for a good cause, and hope to see them the rest of the weekend as well.
1: All right. Thanks for joining us. We do appreciate it. Hope for good weather, and I'm sure there'll be some great racing going on.
5: Thanks so much. We'll chat soon.
1: All right. Take care. Right after the break, Brian and I will be continuing our story—or not our story, our saga—about electrics. How's
2: that? Well, let's let's talk more about electrics. There's lots to learn there, and it's, it's electrification, yeah, it's fascinating.
1: We'll be right back.
2: Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. We've got uh, Rob Kalisi from Element Fire still in studio, and. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm still fascinated by the technology, Rob. I think I think it's it's fantastic stuff, and it, it's hard, obviously hard to depict your technology on the uh, on the air. But uh, if you go to uh, your social media, and I think we've got it on our Facebook page and Instagram, you can see how your fire extinguishers uh, fire extinguishers work. It's very very cool.
1: I wonder if they will get so smart, love smart extinguishers, where it'll be able to smell something burning and just ignite itself or something. That would be kind of neat.
2: I I think some of those systems are on, just not quite in cars.
1: All right. Well, okay, speaking of cars, three pedals will be gone, correct?
2: Uh, well, they're going to be around for, uh, I think, hopefully the rest of our lifetimes.
1: Well, when we make the move, though. Yes. They, you know, from gasoline-powered cars or ICE vehicles. If you ever hear ICE, that's <laughs> yes, what
2: they're that, It's not Yeah, it's not some street drug. That's what they're actually talking about.
1: Right. Internal combustion engine. There yes. you go. Uh, smell of exhaust is going to be gone. Now, burning rubber will still be there.
2: Yeah, it's not a problem to burn rubber in these things, and, and uh, you know, the, of course, cars are, are meant to, to um, optimize traction with all the electronic systems in them, and, and they, they can do zero to 60 and nothing at all. But
1: I'm wondering if, if what the excitement was was just a propulsion rather than how we got there.
2: Well, I, I don't think that's the case because I think, I think all of us in, in the studio today love these fine mechanical machines, these finely engineered mechanical machines that, you know, they, but, you know the, the way the drivetrains work, the way the engines work, is kind of like the heartbeat of a machine. And that, that is, to me, what the connection is between the driver and the car.
1: Right, right, right. But you're still pushing the gas pedal. So to yeah. speak.
2: Yeah, you still are. Except it makes really cool sounds, and it's still and
1: pushing your butt right back in the seat.
2: That, that, yeah, that's that's true.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah. and yeah. What's that deal with what the the car makes its own sound? What's what's the reason for that?
2: Uh that's so pedestrians can hear you.
1: Oh, so they hear it outside.
2: Yeah, because, you know, uh, as I'm driving more EVs in the city, nobody can hear me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at low speeds, they actually have a little speaker on the outside, and, and that's so pedestrians can hear you approach, because, you know, pedestrians don't pay attention a lot in the city of Toronto, that's for sure.
1: Of course. So it's
2: a, it's a good thing they can hear me creep up, and, and uh, you know, whether I'm at a stop sign or rounding a corner,
1: they've got to be able to hear it. Right, it's because you have so many cell phone zombies walking oh, that, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh now of course, you know we're talking about electric, and, and and people are looking at whether it's it's financially worthwhile to them. Um, you know we're always talking about how inexpensive electricity is, but Petro Canada is all of a sudden taking command here.
2: Yeah, they, they have. So you know, I think uh, a lot of EV users have been waiting to see what charging stations are going to do with pricing. Right. And in Quebec, Petro Canada basically has doubled their charge rates.
1: Now, it, 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 is there any rules or regulations or governing bodies that have? You know that watch that or not,
2: not? Not yet. It's not quite like the gasoline business. So the way it's regulated in Canada is you're charged for time. Mm-hmm. So you're not charged per per kilowatt. You're right. charged for the time you've spent plugged into the charger. And charge rates are different. They're all over the map. So you can get some really slow charge rates or some faster charge rates, and yet you're only charged by the amount of time.
1: Oh 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 oh. Yeah. You mean you could do- you could have a double the charge and it cost you the same because you're at a different different booth, so to speak.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, what are called level two charges, something that you would install it in your home and it would take basically overnight, right. to charge the battery. But then there are these DC fast chargers, and there's networks of them. Can, uh, Petro Canada has that kind of network, um, and you know they, they see charge rates of over uh, 100 kilowatts, which would you know give you um, you know what is it 100 and I don't know, what did I do last week? I did this is on a very fast charger. Um, spent 13 minutes on the charger. At uh, Was getting a charge rate of 255 kilowatts peak. Mm-hmm. And uh, that gave me a range of about 220 kilometers. And it uh, cost? And it cost $8.
1: Wow. That was cheap. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. I mean, I, I guess you could justify it. I mean, if they're going to put in this hardware... They, they've got to, Somebody's got to pay for it, right? Well,
2: somebody's got to pay for it and, it, and it should be the EV user, the EV driver, for sure.
1: But that sort of scares me, you know, because if, if ultimately I'm going electric to avoid the price of gas, and there's nothing to control the price of electricity, <laughs> I could end up with a very expensive car that is also very expensive to operate.
2: That's right. And, you know, if you've got expensive charge rates, at, uh, uh, electricity rates at home, that's not going to help you either.
3: Rob Khaleesi, Element Fire. They want an extinguisher. How do they get one? Uh, You can go to elementfire.com, and let's not forget the coupon code DCG10. And I originally said it was until July the 1st, but I'm now remembering that uh on Sirius, you guys will be here a week later. So let's extend that to uh, the end of July in that case.
1: Super. I want to thank Jeff Atkinson. If you want Honda tickets, Mm. go to Mm. hondaindy.com. And, of course, Sean Mm. Shapiro, if you want to check him out. He's available at your, uh, we got to (laughs) run. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Drive safe.
0: This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.